Hey loves. So you know Thursdays we we sit here and we kind of assess pop culture and what's going on. <sighs> Y'all, Sydney Poitier, Sydney Poitier, really? 2022. Then Bob Saget. I'm still healing from Betty White. What come on, just get in here and act right. Just get in here and act right no but seriously um i hope that you all are finding ways to um lean into wellness um and whatever that means particularly for you um i've been going through talk about this on my social media specifically on my instagram um and more so on my story so you would have to watch my stories to see this but um i'm currently enrolled as a wellness life coach student um and i'm also concurrently learning the academic life coach um track um because of the plan the type of plan that i opted for with the school that i'm enrolled in so i said all that to say um wellness means a lot to me um and i know that wellness is not a monolith um and it doesn't look the same for everyone um and so i just want people to realize that you know granted i am a contrarian wholeheartedly and I am opinionated and I talk a lot of shit on this podcast I really want people to be well which is why I've been leaning in and if you noticed in the last several several episodes that I end my episode with be well love um, because I really just want you to be well um, and that is going to look different for everyone you have to do some a lot of soul searching um, and define your wellness for you um, but today I decided, or I think I want to talk about, have a little quick story time about a relationship that I was, I had with a, um, an ex's mother that I had to walk away from. Um, I know that has literally nothing to do with wellness, but you know, let's just get into it because I want to talk about the lessons that I learned from it. And I didn't understand it then. Um, but I understand it now um, about why I walked away and I probably looked like the bitch in the situation, but I don't like mistreatment, especially if I wouldn't do something to you. And I'm realizing that I can't expect people to be me and handle situations like me. However, I'm not going to tolerate explicit disrespect and explicit um, mistreatment um, because you just can and so yeah so let's just get into it so shortly after my overdose attempt when I was 17 years old um I began dating um and my daughter was I, so my overdose attempt, let me just give you a little bit of hindsight. My overdose attempt, my last overdose attempt was um, literally a week before my daughter's first birthday. Um, and I talk about this in my book, so I'm not going to go into details about like what the intricacies of what happened. But thereafter, um, there was a guy that at the church that I was going to at the time, which is the only church that I've really ever gone to. It's the church that I was raised in, baptized in, christened in. My daughter was christened there, although I'm no longer religious strong ties to that particular church um because just 
the relationship that the pastor and my mother has had. They've been friends since they were five years old. So neither here nor there, but just for the context of this story. And this particular gentleman um, and I had started dating. Um, he was a year older than I, and I was a junior in high school, and he was a senior in high school, and actually getting ready to move away for school. But we still started a relationship. I, in hindsight, I realized that, like many of the men that I've dated, um, he had an affinity to my daughter, which thus attracted him to me thereafter. Um, but and not in any type of like weird way. He just, my daughter is, has always, is a warm spirit and people are drawn to her. Um, and we started dating and I interacted with his family. I was 17 years old, you know, and I always felt like, you know, after having my daughter, I felt like a lot of women would, you know, the guy that I dated pre prior to him, um, his mom hated me and hated the fact that I was a teen mom and she did not, you know, make that a mystery at all um and so when I started dating this particular fella his mom was very she welcomed me with open arms and his family did and they regarded my daughter as a part of their family she regarded her as like the first grandchild that she's ever had and all of these things just made me feel welcome as a new mom a newer mom especially having just dealt with um that experience of postpartum and an overdose attempt a very public overdose attempt but an overdose attempt nonetheless and um you know I was feeling a lot of big emotions so um I began dating this guy we went on to date for some time the intricacies of our relationship doesn't really matter um it's really more so the relationship that him and his him his mother and I had um, this particular guy ended up cheating on me when he moved off to college and thus married the, that woman again. Not not the purpose of the context, but just kind of giving the context to the story. But because of the relationship that him, um, that his mother and my daughter had, as far as like grandmother to grandchild, we stayed close and we stayed connected despite whatever. And like his family would just be like, yeah, I'm fool with her, his girlfriend turned wife. Um, I don't fool with her. We still gonna fool with you. Um, so fast forward, my daughter was obviously about a year then. So fast forward a few years later, um, you know, being from Wisconsin, I was ready to move to Houston. And by this time, his mom was living in Houston and I believe was engaged. Um, and I was explaining to her like, hey, my job is letting me move. They've moved, transitioned my position. I'm going to, I'm looking for an apartment, but it's hard to find an apartment from Wisconsin in Houston um and not be able to see it and she's like well you're not gonna have my baby in some random household um talking about my daughter and she said come on down and I still have the screenshots from this this interaction she was just like bring your ass we have a house or we have you know uh we are renting a house come stay with us and um I was conflicted because I'm like, okay, this man is now married to another woman. What is his wife going to think that his girl, his ex-girlfriend and her daughter is living with her mother-in-law? Like that just seemed a bit interesting, but you know, for the sake of trying to chase my dreams and move to a new city and in hindsight realizing that I was actually just running away from Wisconsin, that's another conversation for another day. Um... I moved down there. Um, she had a separate, like a room 
perfect for us it had a you know a dresser in there had a nice closet had a you know a queen size bed so my daughter and I she was about five years old um we went down there she was no she was that was first grade so she was in she was six years old turning seven she was six when we moved and so we we get down there and we sit down I'm an adult at this obviously um and we get down there and we're, we sit down at a table. Her, I, and her fiance sit down and they say, okay, well, this is how much our rent is. I believe it was like $1,500 for their rent for the house, the four bedroom house, four or five bedroom house that they were living in. This is how much our rent is. We want you to contribute this much. And they were asking me to contribute $500, which was a third of the rent. Now, I'm not saying that they needed to give me a pass and give me an out but if I tell you that I'm trying to find an apartment for my daughter and I and I am trying to save money and I am trying to do these things why would you require me to give you a third of your rent and I'm not I don't have access to a third of the space I'm my daughter and I both don't have separate rooms like we're sharing a bed and you need me to give you a third of the rent and so I just accepted it. I didn't agree with it, but I needed somewhere to lay my head and I wanted, didn't want, and I felt safe in that home. And I didn't want to put myself in an uncompromising position while I'm still navigating a new city, trying to get acclimated to something that I'm unfamiliar with. And I don't have my mother and I don't have my father and I don't have any other biological family. And this is the only family that I know. So I just accepted it. Then we would go on these grocery trips and she would be like, okay, we're going to take turns paying for food. Now, mind you, this is a four bedroom house and there is my ex's mom, her fiance, their son or her son. Um, Her fiance had two kids that did not live there, but came over often. Me, my daughter, um, she had another kid in my family ex-boyfriend's sister was in college in Florida and she was sending care packages to her so a lot of times when we would go grocery shopping she'd be buying things for her and she'd be like okay so we're gonna switch take turns and we go to Sam's Club and I'm like bro me and my baby who's six who has the appetite of a six-year-old and I don't eat that much I'm not understanding how you want me to contribute and take turns covering the entire bill. Now, don't get me wrong. I eat. I am. I eat like a nigga sometimes, and sometimes my kid does too. But there's no reason why I am taking care of the entire bill, like switching back and forth. And so, again, these were just big feelings that I was feeling, and I didn't know how to articulate them, and I didn't want to cause conflict because I don't like conflict. In fact, it is very triggering for me. And so, I just accepted it. And it was something that was like super frustrating. And I was like, my mom and I already had a very, like, and still to this day have a very interesting relationship and money conversations with her are triggering. And I actually would vent to my ex's mom, like about the disparities or the disconnect between my mom and I. And, you know, she was so comforting and she was so loving and then would go on to perpetuate a lot of the same shit. And this is not to like villainize her. I think she to this day is still an amazing woman. But I 
emphatically do not like how she handled me um you know to regard me and say that I'm like a daughter of hers but then to spoil all of her actual kids and then treat me like I need to give money give money give money and I'm just like none of your kids give you money like this you don't have these same requirements and it's just like I don't know I being a mom being a woman if I was in a situation and I already had a $1,500 rent and I allowed somebody to come in I would not be asking them for a third of the damn payment and then to take care of every other grocery trip at Sam's Club no less um that just that no like no there is no there's no right about it and so I kept getting frustrated I'm you know venting to no one because I don't have I still to this day have a a issue with being emotionally vulnerable so I'm not venting to anyone I'm just carrying a lot of these feelings these big feelings internally and you know driving to work um my car had I was having some issues with my car payment because I worked in sales but I wasn't getting paid enough I was severely underpaid in hindsight and because I worked in sales people assumed oh you make big bucks and I'm like yeah but my job also lied to me and told me that Houston was a bigger market as compared to Wisconsin and then I get here and it's not a bigger market it is in theory but there's far more competition thus the amount and frequency of my commissions are depleting significantly so I got a pay raise to move to a new district or new uh uh, region and then I'm making less so all of these frustrations and all of these these elements are attacking me at like 22 years old um and I am in utter confusion um, okay I may not be may have not been 22 I may have been like 23 but unless in my early 20s and I was helping her with her wedding um because again that was her fiance so her wedding ended up being, I believe their anniversary is November 1st. And at this point, I got down there late August because I wanted to get there right before school started in Houston so that my daughter could go to school. I'm venting to my mom at this point. I'm, I'm trying to have her see me. Granted, again, we have this very interesting relationship, but... Um, I'm venting to her because I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm looking for an apartment. I wanted, thought I wanted to rent a house, but realized that I could not afford that um, because of everything that was going on and decided to move to an apartment out in Katy because it was further out. Granted, in hindsight, that was a ter- terrible decision. Um, I should have moved to another area of Houston, but I liked my apartment. It was a two bedroom. It worked. It was safe for my daughter and I, but I opted to move out in the middle of the night. The day of their wedding, I showed up to their wedding because I had been supportive of their wedding and I had gotten fed up. And that's that's something that's a recurring theme and, and that I have been discussing with my therapist is that when I get fed up, I just walk away. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't want to discuss anything. I'm done. I fed up because I, I shouldn't have to explain to adults that are much older than me why this is wrong why would you do this to your children and while I'm not your child don't then don't butter me up with pleasantries to say oh I I love you as if you're my kid and then treat me a specific way 
So I go on to the wedding um, and I show up, I take pictures, I'm fraternizing with the family, which makes it even weirder because that ex that I was talking about, him and his wife and I were sitting next to each other at the wedding and it was just like awkward because I'm like, I'm the ex-girlfriend that's still very present in his life and not like I'm trying to be his family really just won't let me not be here because they love my kid. In fact, your husband loves my kid and although you now got you guys now have a kid he still regards my daughter as his first kid it was very awkward very very awkward what they didn't know is I had already packed up my entire room and I had an SUV at the time and so they stayed at the hotel um after the reception and it was just myself and the teenage son at the house and I packed up my things. I didn't have a much a bunch of stuff in the like because when I moved down there, I just moved with my trunk full of our clothes, um, and that was kind of it. And I knew when I would get our apartment, I would start to buy. Um, I had or not start to buy. I had all of my furniture still in Wisconsin that was going to be mailed down once I moved into my apartment. So like my couch, our our separate beds, everything, all of my furniture, like my apartment furniture, was gonna ship down separately. So I finally found me an apartment. I move in or I leave it that night. And the next morning after their wedding, I leave, um, take my daughter to school like if nothing happened, took a day off of work, move my things uh, to my new place. And I get a text message from the now husband. And it's something snarky along the lines of like, actually, I'm going to go find it because I need to, I still have the screenshot. Bear with me. Hold, please. Okay, I have located the T. He says, goodbye and good luck. Thank you for the key. You are no longer welcomed here. Need not respond. Your number has been blocked. You didn't talk to me then. No need to talk to me now. Thank you for our best wedding gift. And I'm just like, this grown ass man is texting my 20 what is this 2015 so I was 20 I was 22 years old actually um he texts my 22 year old ass that because I didn't interact with him because I didn't know him yes I was sharing a house but your fiance invited me and I can show you the text messages prove it that she would not let me go anywhere until she felt safe that with her seemingly her first grandkid is in a good space but because you got in her ear and tried to dictate how she regarded me she started mishandling me and I don't do that shit because I would never do that to someone else's kids and to have that done to me was a blatant slap in the face and so I moved out and cut all ties and I felt bad because my daughter emphatically loved her in fact she called her ganny um as like another way to say granny she just called her that she I mean she met my daughter when she was a year old and she was just learning to speak so she had been in my daughter's life for a lot of those formative years and regarded her as such um and I just like I said I don't tolerate and deal with respect well disrespect at all and Again, I can't control how people view the world and can't control how people handle you. But I, I know 
and I am an empath and I know when some shit feels off and that shit was off and I'm not telling this story to villainize her or him or to make a big drama and if they hear this podcast I hope you know that I I did not hate you but I'm not going to be treated as an outcast when you you asked me to be here because I could have figured something else out for me and my kid yet you felt the need to basically shit on me like I'm seeing you create these big ass $100 plus boxes to send to your kid in in who's way at college and I'm the same I'm younger than this kid of yours and you're babying them if you will I hate to say it not encouraging them to at least get some type of job to supplement their education but because I'm working a job and I'm essentially in the real world I need to pay you $500 a month for what (laughs) I didn't get any special access like granted I was able to use you know shared spaces the kitchen you know I was able to use the living room I was able to use the dining room and then my daughter and use the washer and dryer but my presence did not exhaust your bills your water may have gone up your electricity may have gone up and your food bill may have gone up but if anything if I was in a space and maybe you know I don't know maybe they were harder on their finances than I knew but that wasn't my responsibility that's not something that you do to a 22 year old who clearly has a small kid who's trying to figure life out and then you like oh what I need and that's you know, to me, that's like the biggest, the demise of black families um, and why so many kids, when they turn 18, they leave home and never come back because parents begin to try to treat them lessons and it like this shit happens in the black community. Don't see this shit happen. Like in Hispanic communities, it's expected that you stay home and we all coexist together you know you stay with your tia and tio and 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 abuela they're all in the house together you know and other so many other cultures and even if i even go back to like indigenous african cultures before colonization the the importance and the sanctity of family was so present and there was no nickel and diamond diamond it was what can you do to contribute to the family we're gonna all figure this out together but I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, if you don't do these things, you got to go. Or if I'm going to require these things of you as your means of contribution. Never asked what I'm good at. I could have cut the damn grass. I could have did whatever. But it was it was so frustrating. And like that has been like a common thread throughout my life is that people ask me to do something and to be, share space with them and then put these weird ass dumbass stipulations on my existence in that space which is why I will emphatically walk away from some shit when I realize you know what I'm being disrespected I'll give chance after chance I'll try to see the good in the situation and I'm like no no I'm no Mm -mm." so I really just I've said all that to say I really hope that you know the boomers the gen xers um and even the older millennials as your 
children, your cousins, your brothers, siblings, whatever. If they find themselves, especially in this damn panacea, find themselves having to come back home, that is not the time to nickel and dime them. And I even have to say that to my mother because I'm actually living in my mom's home at this big ass age of 28, almost 29. I brought myself back home. And my mom has always left the door open for me to come home. But she too sometimes would get into this space of nickel and diming me. And I'm just like, if I'm coming home, it's to rehabilitate myself. If I wanted to just pay an exuberant amount of bills in addition to the ones that I'm trying to unbury myself from, then I would have stayed in the in the, where I was at. So I will gladly take care of the house. I will purchase all the food. I will do what I need to do to offset me being here but you are not going to nickel and dime me and I had to have that conversation with my mom at this big age because no you're you need something from me I need something from you and this is how we're going to coexist you're not going to treat me like I'm a kid I am a grown-ass woman occupying your space a room that you wouldn't use regardless it would be a damn guest bed I will gladly prepare all the meals, but you are not. And I, I'm not, no, fam, no. You're not finna, (laughs) it's not happening. And I think, like I said, I think that is the demise of like people aging out of their home, you know, and what happens in the, particularly in the black community. You know, you get so many people talking about, well, well, you too old to have your ass back at home. And it's like, who who defines hardships like you could have a hardship at, at 60 and need to go back to your mama house if you're you 60 and mama 80 and you got to go back home you just got to go back home that does not mean anything other than life happened life is going to happen especially in this ghetto ass us of a sometimes you bite off more than you can chew and then you realize okay i need to go somewhere that I know is safe to regroup to rehabilitate my life so that I can move forward and I don't know I just I would never do that to my daughter and her I've already emphatically told her I said when when you're ready to leave this home I'm not going to be one of those parents and say oh you you have to stay here until you leave I realize that she is going to want to be independent at some point and she's going to want to spread her wings and that may happen right at 18 that may happen at 25 that may happen at 30 I don't know but my job as her mom is to be here when she stumbles and when she falls and not to bully her more by reminding her that you fucked up she knows she fucked up And I think that's the that's the most frustrating part about like the dynamic of, like I said, adult children coming back home or adult children having to stay with someone that you assume that, oh, you're here because of your choices. Duh. Like, duh. (laughs) And I'm trying to fix their choices, but you just you just gonna you just gonna you just gonna make it worse for me. So I implore people, you know, as you are navigating spaces and just have a conversation, come together, have, have an adult conversation. All right. This, these are the bills. 
what can you contribute because again as the older adult you'd have these bills whether i was here or not again yes electricity may be more used because there's more bodies in the house and and water may be more used but bruh the water bill is not going up a hundred more dollars because of my presence it's not i'm sorry so y'all y'all be well um and you black millennials or you black adults who are seeking refuge by trying to go back home or are staying in unhealthy situations because you're unable to go back home or you're unwilling to go back home because of that bullying that will happen i i i hope that you find wellness and solace in knowing that you are not alone and i hope that you find the encouragement to advocate and stand up for yourself when someone is telling you that you fucked up and you are a product of terrible choices as if these motherfuckers didn't make bad choices back in the 80s i mean crack was literally oh everybody knows (laughs) so don't let nobody make you feel like you are a you're less than or you're you're only defined by your decisions and your shortcomings so with that be well my loves treat your treat your family nice you know do what you can and i'm not and i'm i want to also preface before i let y'all go that don't go in nobody's house now and just be running amok over them because that's another thing y'all not finna do that to people because that's rude as fuck you know just tearing their shit up moving in tearing their shit up and you know disrespecting their house that's no that don't do that but again be well loves treat somebody nice love out loud um and like i said just be well be well be well be well happy thursday